Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Schmidt, one of the pastors at Celebrate Church in Knoxville, Iowa. And I want to welcome you to our Celebrators podcast. Today's podcast is part of our Let's Go series, where you'll get to know people who have taken the initiative to share God's love in their communities. At Celebrate Church, our mission is to gather to go with the presence of Jesus. And the people you're about to hear from are doing just that. We hope you find their story encouraging. Let's go. At Celebrate, we want to be people that gather to go with the presence of Jesus into the world. And today we have another church family member that went to Abaco. And his story, although similar, is a little different. And so we wanted to specifically talk to Ray about his story and what led him to Abaco. So Ray, could you introduce yourself? I know I gave away your name. Sorry. That's but right. introduce yourself, who you are, how did you serve, all those different things. My name's Ray. I started coming here to celebrate, oh, about two, two and a half years ago. It was my second date. And I walked through the front doors, and I've never walked back out. I've been coming ever since. Mm. And it's just fantastic church. Okay, now I, I have, like, so many questions just based on the <laughs> intro. Your second date, like? Yeah, my first date was to Kathy. Yeah. And we went to the Italian restaurant. Yeah. And I believe that was on a Saturday night. And she says, I go to church. I said, great, can I go with you? And that was our second date, was here at Celebrate Church. And like I said, I've been coming ever since. Okay. We got married here, judge officiated. And wow. Yeah. All right, that's awesome, right? Okay, so Abaco's announced. What goes through you? Like, what made you say yes? Let Kathy, let's go. Like, what made you say yes to Abaco? I I really can't find an honest answer for that. It was just like something that this is what you're going to do. Mm. I honestly believe that God said you're going. So yeah, that's what I sure. did. For sure. Okay, right before we started this podcast, you shared that Judd announced it. And then what did you do? I went down and told Judd I was going. Yeah. That's the first thing. I, I think that was, he said, do you know where it is? I said, no, I just figured it was in Haiti and I'm going. So <laughs> doesn't matter to me. I love that. And I love because you also shared that you were like, Kathy, I'm doing this. And yeah. Like, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I did not ask her if it was okay. I said, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'm going. Yeah. And I wow. think at that point we'd have been married probably just under a year. Okay. So and she said, okay. Wow. I just think that's so beautiful that everything in you was like, no, I'm supposed to do this. And you just, you immediately said yes. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, why did, I know this might feel similar to the first question, but why did you have a heart for this? Like as the meetings continued, so one of the things that not maybe everyone knows is when you are going to do a missions trip, specifically through many hands, they have meetings to prep you. Yeah. And so not just like, flight information, that kind of stuff, but like give you cultural context, get you really introduced to one another, all those different things. What did your heart grow for this opportunity in the midst of that? Or yeah, tell us more about that. I think not that it grew. I think it was already grown to the point that I was going to do this, that I just wanted to go down and help the people that down there that they needed so much help. Yeah. And as I got down there and we landed and they picked us up and took us to the 
the camp, there was so much devastation. And that okay. was before we even went into town. This okay. Is, this is just the landscape. Right. You know, it was just, it looked like a war zone. Okay. It really did. I mean, it was unbelievable to demonstrate the devastation. Okay, so maybe not everyone knows this, but you have a background in military. Yes. Could you explain what's your history and how did you serve our country? I joined the Navy. I wasn't even finished with my basic training and I wanted to become a Navy SEAL. Mm. Probably because, as Kathy would say, I'm a little goofy. (laughs) (laughs) But but I became a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. I did it for 11 and a half years. My first roughly 10 years was totally active, and my last year and a half was in the hospital in rehab. Okay. I broke my kneecap in two places, and I shattered my left ankle Yeah. by landing on a rock, mm-hmm. which was harder than me. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was extremely angry. Yeah. But then I, after a while, and I got over it in about two or three years, no, I realized real. right. that somewhere along the line, God had planned this. Hmm. So, yeah. And my, as far as learning anything, I learned I can sew. Okay. It's not like a surgeon, and it's probably not going to be pretty because I can use yellow, red, whatever color thread I have at the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I can do tracheotomies, deliver okay. babies, which I have, and wow. done tracheotomies. And I did four tours. Wow. Mostly in Laos and Cambodia and down okay. in the Delta, but yeah. That's my military history. So in your four tours, had you seen devastation like this before? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I think I just wanted to go down and put it back together again if I could. Yeah. Wow. Did you know entering in that there was going to be this kind of devastation for Abaco? I probably had somewhere in the... In my mind that, yeah, it was. Yep. Because I know Dorian was one heck of a storm. Right. That's right. It was just unbelievable. Yes. And as we got into our meetings there to to prep us to going, and we're talking 16-foot tidal surge, it's like, I know what the water is. It's it's unbelievable. Right. So it was like, yes, I was prepared for it. Right. I really was. It's such an... it's such an interesting thing because other cultures who live more islandy or on beaches, but I would say actually other cultures outside of the U.S., um, Hawaii might be different in this, have such a respect for the water because they understand the devastation that can happen with it plus the beauty. Where I go to a beach and I'm like, isn't it beautiful? Where there's like, for other, honestly, for other cultures, there's this, which may sound, but honor and respect for it, like this can really hurt you or can bring life. You know, it's so interesting to me. It is. Yeah. Specifically for that. Okay. So you see the devastation. You're not even at camp. No. And you get to camp. What's that like? It was kind of. Other than blazing hot. That's what I hear. It was, it was, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. I've been places that are hotter, but yeah, it was hot. Uh, It was kind of, it struck me as being deserted. Okay. Huh. Like we were the first ones going in, but okay. yeah, it, it struck me as being kind of deserted. That yeah, we were just going in. Right. So yeah, and then we talked to the two cooks that were there, two fabulous ladies who okay. were fantastic cooks. Yeah, I probably ate way more than I should have. Okay, <laughs> they probably were like, "Oh, he loves our food." But yeah, it was it was it was just basically looked deserted. Yeah. 
Did you, when you were in the military and you went on your tours, did you get to put things back together? No, I okay. did not. I just think that's such an no. interesting phrase you use. Like, I want to go down and put it back together. Yeah, I just, we basically tore things apart. And okay. Just kind of left. Okay, okay. So when you were in Abaco, did you get to put things back together? Yes, we did. Okay, tell us about that. felt fantastic. Yeah. We painted, I guess, their town gathering hall. Okay. And I think, like they were saying today, it, we started and we were done in unbelievable amount of time. It's right. like, we can start the walls and they were like, we don't have paint. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, go get some and we'll take care of it. I think yes. we did it in a lot. I don't think they expected it. Okay. I think it was, what, a day and a half? I think we finished it up Saturday sometime. Wow. It was, it was just unbelievable. So, yeah, you would have just gotten down there, and then you finished the walls? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. cool. The whole inside was painted. I figured, you know, okay, what next team we do? Yeah. You know, but, yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I also don't think everyone knows about this trip is that one of your teammates got injured while on the trip, and... Ray, I honestly, this is the reason I was so excited for this conversation, if I'm honest with you, because I heard so much about how you tenderly cared for this teammate. <laughs> and so in a really beautiful way. And so can you tell us about that? Yeah, they, they did something to their back. Yeah. And I got up in that morning because I was supposed to get the coffee going and whatever. So I got up and he was there on the couch and Judd was there and Judd spent the first night with him. It's like, what happened? He says, he did something to his back and he was in great pain. Mm -hmm. So I got to talking to Judd and I said, you know, I'll take tonight. And he said, no, I'll do it. And Judd and I got to bartering back and forth. And <laughs> we kind of come to an agreement where I would stay with him that night and then Judd would take the other night. Judd, I am sorry, buddy, but I lied to you. <laughs> I had every intention <laughs> of taking the whole time. Right, right. <laughs> so come the following day, that's what happened. I just... Yeah. Judd, I'll stay tonight. No, that's what agreement. So I stayed, took okay. care of him. Yeah. That's awesome. I just figured he needed help, and that's what I did. Yeah. And so one of my questions that I asked was, um, do you have any medical background? So you have delivered babies. You no. do. You have done tracheotomies. Yeah. You, But you actually have done tracheotomies? Yeah. Man. And, yeah, you've done some pretty unbelievable things with not a medical degree, formal one. You're not supposed to say that on this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Okay. You might have to erase that. <laughs> I don't think the medical professionals sue me. No, 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 no. I don't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this part of you, Ray, that's very compassionate. Would you say that about yourself? Yeah, I would. Okay. So you see a team member in need, and every part of you says... Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Has that always been a part of you? No, it has not. Okay. Tell that, us more. That changed when I got into the military. Okay. Because you know your fellow teammates mm -hmm. and you're closer than family. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you know what each other's going to say before it's said. Okay. And you'll go weeks with not even speaking. It's all sign language. Okay. Depending on where you are all the times, it's just whispered. But, yeah, it's it's kind of driven into you. But, yeah, I guess I was 
I used to pick on bullies when I was in school. Okay. Because I, I just didn't like bullies picking on people that were not able to defend themselves. So, yeah, I guess I could say it was always yeah. kind of looked out for somebody who needed to be looked out for. Yeah. But you, I mean, it sounds like you would attribute a part of your compassionate heart to the military because when you're in a team, those are your people. Yeah. And you're going to care for them. They are. You really didn't talk for a while, like a week? Yeah. There were times we'd go out and lay us on Cambodia. We'd be gone for four or five, six weeks. Okay. And you just didn't talk because when we went to Laos or Cambodia, we gave them our dog tags and they said, don't get caught because nobody's coming for you. Okay. So. Wow. Just made sign languages and this and that. And so it's not like you went off on your own. You were with your team. You just couldn't actually communicate yeah. with folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's when the government was saying, no, we're definitely not in Cambodia. We're definitely not in Laos. It's like, then why did I give you my dog tag? But that's another story. Okay. Okay. Yep. For but, sure. Yeah. But yeah, so we didn't talk. So you have, so this teammate goes down on your mission trip, not goes down. We're not like, take care <laughs> yes, of them. You take care of them. No matter what it takes, you take care of them. When you, when all this happened, you talked to Judd, was it another one of those moments for you, Ray, where you're like, I'm let's yeah. go. I'm doing yeah. this. It was. Okay. It was, it was definitely another moment for me. I'm doing this. Yeah. Okay. No matter what you do, I'm doing this. If I judge if I matter of fact, I even pulled out a really dirty trick on him. Okay. I said, Judd, you were taught to respect your elders. And I said, and I'm your elder. <laughs> so, so it was kind of like, sorry about that, Judd. All these things are coming out I here. was like, confessions with Ray. <laughs> <laughs> we should so, have some kind of music. That, that was kind of my ace in the hole. <laughs> okay, yes. That's awesome. Um, okay, I'm going to point out something. Go ahead. And if you're uncomfortable with it, we don't have to stay here. Okay, okay and go we ahead. can cut it. Whenever you talk about these let's go moments, your eyes well up. Can you explain a little bit about that? And it's okay if you don't want to, Ray. I probably could. Yeah. But I don't want to. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So how did you get to experience Jesus through all this? Through Abaco? Yeah, through Abaco. I just, I looked at these people that basically Everything was taken away from mm-hmm. them. And then yet they never lost hope. Yep. They were always never lost hope about anything. It's like, that's what it is. We'll come back. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I experienced it through them. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. But I experienced it last year, too, before Judd even announced Abaco. I needed wrist surgery, as you probably remember. I remember this, yes. Twice I was on the table getting ready to have it done, and twice he threw me out of there. Okay. <laughs> and I was upset about it. Right. But then I finally said, you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And it was done, but it was done in God's time, yep. not mine. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. I know. Okay, so this is also why I wanted us to specifically have this conversation. Because I think so often, Ray, we... I, maybe, maybe this is a really selfish conversation. I've actually realized this the more I've been like, I can't wait to talk to Ray, um, is that this is a probably a really selfish point for me. But I think so often when we enter into these moments where God calls us, we are like, God told me to do this and we're anticipating it's going to go just like that. 
we're anticipating we're going to Abaco, we're going to do all the painting, we're going to do all the building, we're going to do all these things. And then all of a sudden a team member gets hurt and we're like, oh, what do I do with that? And I think when I think about my own life, uh, there's times that then that makes me afraid to say yes to the Lord and say, let's go because it doesn't turn out how I wanted, but, or how I expected. Oh, let's be honest, probably how I wanted, but how I expected. And I think Ray, as I hear your story and think about who you are and who I've heard you to be over the years, that's not limited you. Like that doesn't create a fear in you. And I think that's really beautiful. Well, like Pastor was saying this morning, is how far do we want to follow Jesus? Yeah, come on. Yeah, I think that's that says it right there. I think a lot of us, myself included, mm-hmm. when things don't go our way, then we tend to take Jesus off the shelf. Wow. And figure and say, Hey, I got a problem. I can't figure it out myself. It's not going the way I had planned it. Yeah. I need help. Yep. Where if we just started right from the beginning and said, You take care of it, I'm good with whatever the outcome is. Yeah. Wow. Ray, when do you want to preach? I don't, think I-, <laughs> I don't actually have the authority to say that. Let's just be clear. I don't have the authority. I, I think I'd probably be good for about maybe two sermons, and then that would probably be it. I'd have to look for another job. What would your, fir- what would your two sermons be about? Oh, I don't know. Probably the love of God. Yeah. And... Showing others compassion. Come on. That's beautiful. Okay, so I'm sorry. But so how so you got to experience Jesus through just watching how other everyone still has hope in the midst yeah, of such devastation. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I did. How did you experience Jesus within your team? Oh, that's a question I there's an answer to that, but would consider some depth. Oh, it's okay. And that I'm never going to make it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's okay. <laughs> I'll never make it through that. But we had compassion for one another. Yeah. I, as I moved up the ranks, and we were on, or they went on liberty, I would stay back at base camp. Yep. Waiting for the phone call from the MP stating one of my guys were in a break and that they did such and such and they wrecked a bar or whatever. And mm-hmm. I would get dressed and go bail them out and mm-hmm. chew them out when he got back and restrict them to quarters for the next time we went out on a mission. Mm-hmm. So basically they didn't pay anything and they just, you know, I treated them like human beings and yeah. got along just fine. Right. Plus you put your life in every in their hands. Well, and I think how interesting and of a phrase, I treated them like human beings. Like showing someone dignity simply by teaching them or treating that's them all like it a takes. yes that's, that's all it all takes, it takes. Be, treat them with dignity the respect they deserve that's right come on that's all i need yeah doesn't matter about anything else you just treat them like that yes i feel like that translates so often into cross-cultural missions as well definitely because i think sometimes we can go in well-intentioned as Americans and be like, we're going to save the day. We're going to be like Jesus. And we save it with that phrase. And so at times we go in treating people less than. Yes, but we do. But the Lord does beautiful things. When, not that he doesn't in those, but 
when we start treating people with dignity yeah. and as equals as humans. Yeah. Okay. You were going to say Definitely. something I like was cutting you, you off. You have to go and treat them. You have to go by their culture. Hmm. Don't bring in our culture because yeah. our culture has no conception yeah. of the, the people down in Africa. That's right. We really don't. Right. Just like we have no idea of what the culture of Uganda is like. Right. That's right. So we have to go in there with an open mind because if we don't go in there with an open mind, we might as well have stayed home. Wow. Wow. Yeah, because if we think our way is the best way, we've eliminated. Yeah. We've actually began to say, God, you made a mistake in that culture because our culture is right. That's right. Plus, wow. you, plus you showed disrespect for the That's people right. you're down there too. That's right, Ray. I'm sorry I kept saying, come on. I should have just let you continue <laughs> saying it as loudly as possible. That's quite all right. Because that is a good, yeah, that's good. I think good. you've got me wound up in talking. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Okay. In a world of so many opportunities, would you choose this one again? Oh, I plan to go next year okay. if I can. Okay. If I can keep myself together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, glue or chewing gum or bailing wire, if I can manage <laughs> to keep myself together. Yeah. Here, here I do. I plan to go again. Okay. Why? I enjoyed what I did. Yeah. I really did. I enjoyed the painting. I enjoyed working in the library for a bit. And I yeah. did. I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed talking to the people. I enjoyed eating with the people. I just loved it. Right. Yeah. I just, so, yeah, I, I do plan to go again next year if I can. You got to put things back together. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yep. God keeps me together long enough, please. <laughs> yeah. I plan to go again. Yeah. Wow. How can celebrators support? I, I, part of me is like, we can go so many different ways with this question. How can celebrators support Abaco? So we asked the team, the group before, um, the same question. So let's talk about that. But I also kind of want to ask, like, how do you feel celebrators could support military? Yeah, I'm good with, thank you. Yeah. That's, you know, that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, so many of us come back and never heard thank you or anything else. But yeah, thank you is fine. Yeah, a thank you. Yeah, that's all. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> well, I know, but I think we often talk about how uniquely placed this church building is. So oh, across from the racetracks and right next door are National Guards. Yeah. And this is a whole veterans area. You know, like Knoxville is known for being an area that has a lot of vets in it. How about a veterans dinner? Oh, wow. Come on. That just... Sorry, I'm writing that down. How about a veterans dinner? Um, okay, what do you mean by that? Like, what would you see in that? Wow. Just kind of like a group of people or celebrate church, just yeah. offering the group of people to get together and talk and hmm. relax and yeah somebody that says thank you we appreciate you yeah sorry all of a sudden now i'm taking notes in the middle of the podcast <laughs> sorry want the back of this? i might need the back of that too i'm so sorry guys okay um that's beautiful do many people do that or no I don't know. I've never heard of it. I know they okay. have the honor flight. Yeah. But this is a little bit more closer to home. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And you can get to know the veterans. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
I know some of them need help. Some of right. them are homeless. Some of them are hungry. Right. You know. Right. Some of them need help to just talk and yeah, what they've sure. lived through. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether they're Civil War veterans. And I'm, that's kind of going back, or whether they're from Iraq or Iran. But yeah, right. there's some veterans need help. Well, so often. Um, what your yes to go into the military, Ray, and others. When you come back, you've experienced so much more than your humanity could bear and can hold. And so, and I think as civilians, we don't always know what to do with that, which does not make an excuse. But instead of the thank you for serving, mm. we, in our own uncomfortability, we can decide to be like, don't know what to do. And so we just turn around yeah. instead of yeah. walking towards. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry for that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of people that veterans, especially going to combat, experience things that even a hospital trauma center right. does not experience. Wow. Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's just phenomenal what you see and what you hmm. hear and, what you smell, mm -hmm. that even a, even a trauma center in a hospital does not experience. Right. So, just basically, it's just sit back and listen and comfort and thank you and yeah, you know. Wow. So I know. Okay. So I know. Sorry, we're about to take a turn for a second. So I know that. When you came, when you needed to leave the military, because as you said earlier, like they kind of forced you out because your knee wasn't yeah. getting as bad, as good as it they were hoping. Yeah. Um, I know you were angry in that, but when you came back from combat, were you angry? I don't know, Ray. I feel like you're just such an interesting was I human. Angry from because coming back from combat. Yes. Like, was there oh. anger in you, or because you're so compassionate? You don't, okay, let's go to adrenaline. Okay. All right? Yes. Adrenaline puts either flight or fight. Yeah. All right? When you're in combat, it's, you're fighting. Yeah. And it gives you a high. Right. Kind of like drugs do. Right. All right? Drugs you can buy on the corner. Right. Adrenaline you can't buy. Hmm. So when you come back from combat, mm -hmm. you still experience and you still remember because your mind remembers right. the highs. Right. And you cannot get an adrenaline high from going deciding whether you want a box of Cheerios or a box of cornflakes. Right. So. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's real. So if you want, if you want to get an adrenaline high again, mm -hmm. where do you go? Wow. Wow. So you go back to combat. Okay. And there's a lot of guys that put in a year on a solid year, mm -hmm. and they come home and this is what they they live through they they just can't acclimate to civilian life i was lucky wow. i don't know the god help me because i was lucky wow i mean i went through really bad times i wake up screaming yeah cold sweat yeah, yeah. Right, i had never thought about it that way if i'm honest with you yeah. like i i know that um, for many military people, coming back is so hard for them. But I hadn't thought about the high. And when you're living that over and over and over and over and over again, 
there's a part of you where your body starts craving that. Yeah. And so then even though it's not drugs that are inducing that, an actual drug, the adrenaline piece is producing a drug-like symptom yep. and desire. I had never thought about that. Wow. Okay, I really love this veterans dinner <laughs> idea because I think, again, we really do. We talk about this a lot at staff, like how uniquely placed we are. And people pray about it all the time. Like for Upper Room, we'll pl- pray about the uniqueness of the placement of this building and it's just a fence away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this building is really in a unique spot. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It really is. Especially like during nationals. Right. <clears throat> I haven't gone to the race. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I don't know how fast these drivers are driving around the track. I imagine it's in speeds of excess of 100 miles an hour. Right. And I believe Judd and you did a podcast with one of the race drivers. Yeah, who, Jamie Ball. Yeah, within what blink of an eye, winds up in an accident. Right. I mean, these guys do it for a reason because right. it pumps up their adrenaline. Right, 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 right. But yeah, it's, it's we are. We should just pray for these races, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah. understand what they're going through. It. Yeah. It's, I mean, life is short. Yeah. And we only have so much time. Man, it would be so interesting to, you know, like, if you prayed, like, not to sound Muslim, but, like, if you look to the West, if you're in our building and you look at the West, it's racing. Yeah. So you could pray over the racing community. Yeah. You go North, it's military. Yeah. You know, you go to the East and it's the downtown center. So like you could talk, you could pray for the community of Knoxville, the politics and yep. whatever it might be. And then you go South and you can, I mean, really pray for the food pantry that we're yep. able to do, you yep. know, like at celebrate. And so there's just so like, even it's just so uniquely placed this building. So anyways, I think that's really, thanks for making me aware today of even more how the uniqueness of this building and yep. what the Lord's doing in the midst of it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's the Lord is a, is working in so many ways we don't even know. Right. It's just remarkable. Right. And I think there's there's this young man I know, and I'm not going to mention names, yeah. but he is. I have tremendous amount of respect for him, hmm. and he has touched my life in wow ways that I don't even I haven't even experienced yet. Wow. And I'm glad he lets me call him friend. Hmm. And we all know him Mm -hmm. because he finishes his prayers with, I'm glad you're God and I'm not. Mm -hmm. Oh, what the heck. Judd, I'm sorry there, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking on you. Yeah. But yeah, it is. This this church has changed me in many, many ways. Wow. Wow. I'm so encouraged and excited to hear how you've got to experience God's presence. And in that, in that you're finding healing, but in that, I think one of the beautiful things is where you have the compassionate heart of God. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) No, I seriously, I feel like that is a very specific gift that the Lord placed in you. And he's like, my son, Ray, he has this in me. And I think that's beautiful. Well, thank you. But I still would say I, I don't think I'd go that far. I don't think my heart's that big. <laughs> right. It is that big. Don't lie to people uh, now. Okay. So can we, we end our podcast praying. And okay. so I wondered, would you want to pray for the military community 
and then I'll pray a blessing over you. Is that okay? Okay, that's fine. All right. <clears throat> Dear Lord, I, I thank you very much for letting me be here today. And even though my mouth ran away with itself, I, I pray that you will watch over our veterans that need help and that need to talk and that are hurting and that you will guide them and heal them in whatever way they need healing. We mm -hmm. pray this in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, I'm so thankful that Ray is a part of this church family. I'm thankful that him and Kathy had their second date here and that they are both a part of this church family. God, I thank you for the ways that you have placed specifically in Ray this let's go, yes, Lord, I am in attitude. God, thank you that for the trust he has and the trust that even if things don't go exactly as he wants or he thought it was going to or maybe he heard was promised, God, that he trusts you have him and he trusts that you are with him and he trusts that you are for him. And so God, I pray specifically for Ray right now because he is about to have knee surgery soon. And so Jesus, we just bless his body in the name of Jesus right now. God, we bless the doctors. God, we pray that they will have your mind, your healing hands as they work on his knee. God, we pray blessing and healing. God, we pray that he will be We'll look at his knee and be like, whoa, it hasn't been that alive in so long. And so, God, we just bless him fully from the top of his head to the tips of his toes. Will he feel your presence, your peace, your love, your kindness? And will your compassion continue to overflow from him? In the name of Jesus, we thank you for Ray Isaac. And we thank you for who he was, who he is, and who you continue to form him into. In Jesus' name, amen. Celebrators, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Celebrators podcast. We hope you're inspired to find ways to go into your own community and share God's love. Thanks for listening, and let's go.